This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's hour one of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan, and welcome into the broadcast on a frizzed, a frizzed? On a freezing and frigid frozen monday here on 105.3 the fan hope you're having a great day let's get going because we have uh some sports news didn't take long kellen moore new oc at the chargers so congratulations uh to him i guess not too bad get you uh, some kellen staying in a in a in a huge market has a, a another good young quarterback to work with as a uh, kellen moore moved on from the from the cowboys officially over the weekend and now he's going to the chargers do you think this is a move the Cowboys will ultimately regret? Oh, I, I asked you guys that on Friday. You guys are okay with this, man. Hell yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, let's go. Well, what do you think, Brian? <laughs> yeah, Brian, what do you yeah, think? I agree you're with you. You're the one that guy. worked in the NFL. Well, you know what? I also got fired working in the no, NFL, but you're too, the so smart one. You're the really not really the smart one. I, 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 I'm, I'm the guy that tricked you guys into thinking I could do radio here. Uh, you know what? I think that's – I'll be interested to see how it works with that quarterback – with a decent running game, with wide receivers that got a little size to them, some catchers out there, offensive lineman coming back that was injured, he might have a pretty good, pretty good uh, operation to work on. It'll be there. really interesting I to think me. Of, I could think of worse teams to be with. How about that? It'll be interesting to me how different his offense is, and if so, why? You know, that's, that's say because maybe the quarterback can't handle it here. I'm, I'm just wondering, you know. There's been a lot of offensive minds that have been through here. Wade Wilson, John Kitna, Jason Garrett, uh, you know, Kellen yeah. Morris. I guess we could say they all sucked, you know. Yeah. Rest in peace to Wade Wilson and John Kitna was only the quarterback coach. He did a nice job. But you could say nobody had the vision to change the offense. Nobody talked to the Cowboys into like, hey, let's play with more receivers on the run and go to more timing and anticipation type of deals. The Cowboys never really explored that very much. So, you know, I'm I'm hoping that a new offensive coordinator can open up different ways of attacking football, particularly in the passing game. But I also wonder, why has nobody else tried it up to this point? And I do believe we're going back to more conservative, not not more, uh, you know, stylish or whatever here with with Mike McCarthy taking over. What's your take on that, Brian? Am I totally out? out, out of, no, uh, I no, I don't think I, I think that Mike McCarthy is now kind of put himself on that. Uh, on that uh, sink or swim list, you know, if it, maybe this is going to be one of those things, he probably felt like that. I'm, you know, throughout the year, he probably butted heads with Kellen a little bit about some of the things that they want to do, and you know, Mike even talked about it to the media. He goes, "I'm not really a fan of the option routes." That comes out and says, "I'm a fan of the option routes. Let's not get rid of those." So I'll be I'll be interested to see because I kind of feel like a couple of things right now. I just don't know. I don't think Mike McCarthy wants to put in his own offense. I don't think he wants to stand up there and teach it and have to, you know, prep, uh, you know, prep scripts for it and all that stuff to do for practice. 
and he's learned this one now after being here for three years. Yeah. He can take over the play calling for what Dak and Kellen sure. were doing, and sure. you hope to tweak it, you know, yeah. to be more efficient. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of all the head coaches that are out there now that, you know, do they have time to sit there in the meetings and game plan this stuff? And usually you have somebody that is pretty good. If you have a, a play caller that's a head coach, you usually have people, the, the assistants do everything, all the, the legwork to get you to get you to Sunday. And I wonder, you know, who that's going to be for Mike McCarthy because they lost Doug Nussmeyer. You know, they, they, it doesn't sound like to me that they're, you know, they lost Skip Pete. They've lost the offensive line coach. I mean, this is going to be a whole new group. And is Mike McCarthy going to name somebody OC in title but really not have the OC responsibilities? Eric Bieniemy is like that in Kansas City, folks. So we're not taking this to, to – that, that Mike McCarthy will be calling plays for sure? I don't think it's for sure. And I okay. bet you when we get Todd Archer on at 4 o'clock, he might say the same thing. Okay, very interesting. Yeah. Todd Archer, 4 o'clock. What's your take on, on Kellen Moore being gone, Mike McCarthy taking over, Woolchuck? Well, when you know I, I read the report, my take was, okay, if Mike is now going to be calling plays, I think this is kind of a do or die, this is it now. This is the last stand. And it might be the last stand for both coach and quarterback. Because I think now it's, all right, let's see. We've talked about Dan Quinn and his ability to have showcased how he has evolved as a defensive coordinator, right? He grew, and he's now a different defensive coordinator than he was five years ago. He's also shown the ability, due to injury, uh, to still maintain and be a good coordinator and to be able to evolve and adjust accordingly. I think Mike McCarthy has an opportunity now to showcase has he actually evolved and changed as an offensive mind? The pressure is now on him. Hmm. This is now all on you, coach. And maybe the conversations that they had after now back-to-back postseason defeats, it's like, all right, coach, we know you can come in here and, and we can be a good regular season team. We can win 12 games. We can be in the postseason every year. The question is, can we get to the Super Bowl? So if now you taking over the play calling ability is our best path to it, I think now the Cowboys are going to have the opportunity to evaluate and get all the education they need. Do you move on from Mike McCarthy? Because this is the last thing I think that you need to check off the box. Is he the guy offensively as a play caller? And I also think now moving on, you get that from Dak Prescott. Hmm. I think, you know, there was the questions. Is it Kellen? Is it Dak? We're going to find out now. I think you needed to make that move. And the Cowboys have the out on Dak after this coming season if they want to do something. If you want to look at something positive, maybe Mike McCarthy thinks he can help Dak Prescott. Yeah. You know, as as the play caller, maybe he looks at it as like, listen, there's things that kill him more when when I'm seeing. Mike's got the play card in his hand, too. You know, he's I've seen him mark stuff on that play card when they show sideline shots. Maybe he's looking at it thinking like, you know what? This guy didn't do enough to help this quarterback. I can do this. I can yeah. help this guy. But it's going to be interesting because he's going to have to do it without some of his confidants. He's going to have to do it without his offensive line coach, you know, who he absolutely trusts. He's not going to get – I know I mentioned the name James Campen last week from mm-hmm. Carolina. My guys at Carolina tell me Campen's an untouchable. Hmm. He's okay. untouchable. So you're going to – you're looking at is it Linda Wells, as, you know, the tight ends coach. Is it Jeff Blatsko is another guy, the assistant line coach? You know, that's that's kind of where right now, unless one of these guys show up, I know people are talking about Mike Munchak and stuff like that. Yeah. I've got people that in the league that are trying to kind of run some names for me. But Mike Mike's going to have to do this with a staff 
that he's probably not real familiar with. Well, I am excited that it's different, you know, and I think that's absolutely what everybody can agree to. It was it needed to be something to give the possibility of, of changing the dynamics in, in a favorable way. But I do believe the players that you get is going to have a bigger impact than the coaches because they, you know, they, they need to be able to protect the quarterback. They need to be able to give the quarterback weapons. And if you do that, I, I think Kellen Moore could be the OC on a Super Bowl team and Dak Prescott could be the quarterback. Super Bowl matchup is made. One of the topics for 30 NFL teams today is, is what are the Eagles and Chiefs doing that the home team could learn from at 877-881-1053. What do you guys envy? What, what do you guys want the Cowboys to copy from what either of these two teams is doing? I think it's the, the Philadelphia Eagles have been aggressive and they've done it in all avenues of team building. And I absolutely hate it. I don't want to give that team any type of credit or respect, but you have to. They've made the playoffs or the Super Bowl now in twice in five years. And they've torn it down and done it with two different quarterbacks, two different coaches. and Worse than your quarterbacks. Rosters. Worse than Romo and Dak. I just hope the Cowboys don't think that the Eagles were, are getting lucky. They were aggressive in trades. Yep. They traded for A.J. Brown, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, two guys that were huge for them. Right? They made free agent additions with Hassan Reddick. James Bradbury's out there. All right, you know what? Let's take a chance. Their biggest weakness, secondary. Those were big additions. They needed pass rush. Let's bring in Hassan Reddick. We already had a good offensive line or defensive line, excuse me, they drafted well. Their offensive line, draft picks, defensive line, they added Jordan Davis to that. They they recognized, hey, we got a weakness during the season. Let's sign Indomitian Sue, Linville Joseph. Now, hey, Will McClay noted during his show with Brad Sham, they were also looking at Linville Joseph, but they didn't make the move. The Eagles did make the move. So you got to give the Eagles credit. Every avenue of team building, Howie Roseman has been aggressive. He's done it. And they're laughing in your face right now. And the Cowboys should use this as motivation and fire because it's disgusting. The amount of NFC championship appearances, now the amount of Super Bowl appearances that they've made. And you haven't been there in 27 years. You could argue that maybe the Ndamukong Sioux edition and the Bradbury, you know, one year and seven mil for Bradbury. That if you do that move, maybe you end up being able to hold up on your back end, not give up all those big plays. And you end up with the number one seed. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, I think everything you said is absolutely right Zach but give me the opportunity to be to be the number one seed and to end up playing a team that was the seventh overall seed in the tournament or the sixth overall seed in the tournament and then you know you get an opportunity to play the 49ers who's you know you you can give like I say you give that quarterback a lot of credit at San Francisco but I I tell you what once once he got hurt that team that was it was done that was done I mean that's this you know there was there was no way that they can they can handle that. So by having the number one seed, you got the best path, but you also built the best team. Yeah. So those are two things you have to give. You're, them you're 100 percent right on that. And the Cowboys were their own worst enemy. You beat Green Bay, you beat Jacksonville, then you were the one seed, and you could have had that same path, but they didn't. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy because the Cowboys like have had three bad years since 2010. So they're scared of the bad year. We can't rebuild. Here's here's the difference in what the Eagles are mostly doing is they're just committing to being on more of a, a salary cap roller coaster of peaks and valleys. And then they use the trade market to plug holes with with difference making players instead of, you know, a, a bargain barrel type of players. And then like last year, they're like, well, we traded Carson Wentz. He's got a bunch of dead money. I guess we're not going to be good this year. All the dead money's coming off. and We got Jalen Hurts playing quarterback for us. So. I guess maybe we can hope to be a playoff team. They're just eating dead money. 
And then the dead money's gone, and they're back with a vengeance in 2022. Like, okay, time to spend again. Where are our weaknesses? And maybe we can do this for two or three years. And then, oh, that was a great run. We got to another Super Bowl. Maybe you win one. And you're like, the fans are going to understand we're about to go 7-9. and It's what the Rams just did, right? It's where the Rams are right now. Oh, we won a Super Bowl. Buccaneers are about to go there. We won a Super Bowl. Fans are great. You know what? You know what's awesome? The Mavs 2011 championship. I still think about how awesome it was. It was 11 freaking years ago. It sustains you like lifeblood. Cowboys, put us back in there. Give us a chance to get the job done and quit chintzing on the roster. You know, you got guys out here like Jalen Hurts quarterbacking teams, and you're like, is that good enough? Hell yes, he's good enough. Build him a full team. And then since you suck every four years anyway, because that's how NFL cycles move, you get hurt, you don't have Belichick and Brady, for whatever reason, about every four years, you're going to be terrible. Is that when you take a new quarterback? Is that when you let a bunch of dead money go onto your cap instead of restructuring? If you anticipate when you cleanse the dead money off your cap, you can use those bad years to your advantage. You get a top 10 pick. to Oh, we need a new tackle. We need a new edge. We need a new great corner. Not a corner that you get 26, the corner that you get fourth. Boom, we take him. Now, when he comes up for free agency, we're not paying the 12th best corner like he's the best. We're paying the best corner like he's the best. And that's how, you know, to me, Howie Roseman is dominating the Cowboys. Yeah. Intentionally manipulating the cap to go for it and then be like, oh, that year's going to be bad. There's no getting around it. We're cleansing dead cap space. And the Cowboys are have been deluding themselves, I think, for a few years now, thinking it's twenty nine or 2009, where the Giants, Ravens, and Packers all made um, uh, a Super Bowl run and were victorious without even having a single home game. And they got stuck in this mode of, hey, look at this. All you have to do is make the playoffs, and then a lucky team gets to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's just a crapshoot. Hopefully, you know, if so if we get to the playoffs a bunch of times, eventually it'll be our turn. Well, I think that might have been a good strategy for 2009. And by the way, at that time, they were riding the salary cap roller coaster. And they were like, we need to get off the roller coaster and, and, and get to managing it to make the playoffs every year. And then one year it'll be our lucky turn. Well, the NFL changed. It went back to an all-in move league, not just hope to get to the playoffs. And the all-in teams are building teams that you're not good enough to beat because they don't have any holes in the roster. And it keeps happening. And I don't know, maybe when it, it turns back over to there's an advantage to just trying to get into the tournament, that's when the Cowboys will go back into being an all-in team. I don't know. But they like comfort. They like the status quo. And it sucks now because seven years ago, we made fun of Howie Roseman. That guy was an idiot, you know, and now he might be the best GM in the league. And this, this team that is so obnoxious and so annoying right down to their fan base and their head coach is back on top and about to serenade you with their stupid song for two weeks. Made a move to get move on from Carson Wentz. Yeah. They traded him to, Philly, to, to Indianapolis. They yeah. got out of that deal. They were supposed to be in cap purgatory. Didn't happen, right? They made a way to get out of that. Well, thing. We're out of there. Yeah, one year. No, no issues. Yeah. So, you know, they moved on from a quarterback. They didn't let them hold him back. Uh, they were aggressive in free agency, in the trades, and the draft. There's no question the Cowboys are a tremendous drafting team. Yeah. The issue is they don't use the other avenues. They made a trade for Jonathan Hankins. Okay, awesome. That's one thing. That's not enough. The last 12 years, Brandon Carr was the Cowboys' biggest free agent addition. Five years, $50 million. 
25.5 million guaranteed. That, that is more guaranteed money than all of the Cowboys' free agent additions in the last 12 years since no he was at. No way. Well, no way. What do you say? And, and this is just my question to you guys. What do you say to their their thought about re-signing their own as like free agency? It's it, there's something to keeping your own, but you still have to go out and add elsewhere. That's I mean, standing pad is one thing, I mean, but they, it's they, not necessarily improving. See, that's the thing about it is you kind of feel like that they have added. You mentioned Hankins, they added Curse. I'd say they're pretty good at adding those kind of those bottom of the yeah, roster kind of guys. Great at that, yeah. yeah, but I mean, to them, signing their own is like free agency. Yeah, you know that should be mandatory, and I think they don't want to lose any of those guys. And signing free agents from the outside put that in danger. But they haven't proven they can build a good enough roster by doing that. There's always a hole in their roster. If they could do that and nail so many picks, they're like, hey, we have no weaknesses in our position groups. Then I would say that is equal to drafting and signing. But it's it's leaving yeah. you with about 90% full. Like I think re-signing your own would probably f- still fall under the category if you drafted well. You drafted well, that's a well, homegrown player. They're, they're, you got him to a second contract. Yeah, they're trying now to they're trying to figure out ways to sign Parsons. They're trying to figure out a way to sign Lamb. They're trying to figure out a way to sign Diggs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if they do that, you're not gonna get any guys from the outside. But yeah. is that is By that their an choice. excuse? I'm just I'm not saying it. I'm just telling you what it is. That's how they choose to do it. Yeah. That's how they choose to do it. So you it could won, it you could sign all games. those guys. You could sign all those guys, backload their deals. And then go sign impact free agents. Yeah, I that's mean, how the winning teams. It's do not it. like the Eagles didn't draft and have to sign Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Good players that they've drafted and also are pretty high priced players on their own team. Yeah. You know, so maybe the Cowboys will end up having to pay more for some of their guys. I get it, but even the Chiefs, Travis Kelsey. Chris Jones. I mean, you can just name it. There's other teams also have to deal with that, where you draft a player that's talented, you have to find a way to keep him. It doesn't mean all of a sudden you get a cop out from going yeah. on being aggressive elsewhere. But Brian, I think you know what I would like to say, and maybe that's what you're poking around at is the Cowboys are doing a great job at a lot of stuff. No, no, I'm not. And it puts I'm not them poking in a tough off. spot. I'm just trying to say their 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 argument to you would be we're signing our own. Yeah, you know, eight Pro Bowl guys. Yeah, we're nice winning job. twelve games. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying because I think there has to be a balance of that. I, I just don't want to crap all over them, you know, because I, I think they are doing a pretty good no, job at some stuff. They're one of the best drafting stuff. teams yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, period. But but they, you know, that that's clearly not getting the job done. G bag of the day is coming up at two thirty. One of us now owes two show bets. A survivor update is next in the G bag nation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, welcome back, Nation. The pavement uh, on Central is uh, wet, but uh, traffic's flowing pretty good coming into downtown Dallas. If you have a, a pavement update in your neck of the Metroplex, you can shoot it in on the truckwreck.com fan text. Yeah, you know, just be just be more careful. I, I think the only people that really get into trouble in a situation like this, or if you got to go up a steep hill, if you got bald tires, or you're going too fast, you know, yeah. got to come down a steep hill too. That can be yeah, treacherous as well. Don't try and overcorrect either. 
Yes. You know, if yeah, you're going no sudden in, movement. Yeah, just kind of turn the wheels to where you want to go. Then they'll, you know, don't don't jerk on the wheel. You'll be fine. And if you're sliding, just jam your brakes. You'll stop. <laughs> you'll definitely stop. Eventually. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, and when it does warm up, you should join us Saturday for Fan Bowl 2023. It is at Texas Live. You have three thousand dollars in prize money, fifteen hundred bucks for the winner. Uh, so go to 105thefan.com, click on the contest page, and sign up for your chance to win a slot in our Fan Bowl tournament. Registration ends tonight, so you better uh, jump on in there. Segment's brought to you by the Frankels. Now, if you are hurt in an accident and it's not your fault, you want to make sure you call the Frankels. You can do it right there, roadside, 214-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. That is truckwreck.com for the Frankels. If you are hurt in an accident, that's not your fault here with this uh, weather pattern descending upon the Metroplex. Guess it's supposed to be pretty pretty much sleeting um, for, throughout the the rest of uh, the evening hours. And, you know, with the, with the traffic, maybe it can keep uh, some of the more treacherous conditions at bay. But once it slows down uh, tonight, like I, I guess tomorrow morning is going to be, uh, you know, a, a time to really uh, make sure you're extra careful, especially if you're amongst the first people out there super early. I think it's a good time to go watch the Mavs game. I think I'm going to do that today. <laughs> yeah. I am. I'm yeah, going to go out yeah. there. I'm going yeah. to yeah, just, you know. Well, hopefully there's no delays in it. Yeah. You know, sometimes they, they do delay things. Yeah. Um, but there's no plans for that at the moment okay uh we will be talking mavs a little bit later on they have a game tonight but the big uh uh, fun is around the idea of trading dorian finney smith apparently the jazz are very interested and the rival gyms are saying the mavs have put a very high price tag on a dodo for teams that want him and I love that because I, I think he is a premium player. You know, when you talk about a guy that can defend multiple positions, mm-hmm. can hold his own against power forwards, when teams go small, he's a weapon and he makes threes. Like, I know his skill set isn't complete, but what he does, he does very well. And championship teams need those kinds of players. So I could see the Mavs, if they get fortunate here, and they want to take offers for Dorian Finney-Smith, find themselves on the on the beneficial end of a bidding war. That's what you could end up developing amongst the contenders. Yeah, it's you know, I just listen to Baskin, and I love Mike. I mean, his basketball takes are great, and he, he is so passionate about the Mavs. But, I mean, I don't think that the word rebuild in the Mavericks is even something you can you can talk about when you have Luka Doncic, for me. I, I don't think that's something that is even remotely possible. When you have a player like Luka, I don't think rebuilding is even in the card. So, I mean, look, if a team wants Dorian Finney-Smith and you can get something that you feel like can help your basketball team, go for it. Because I do understand, I don't know how much you have asset-wise that other teams really do want. I get that element of the argument. Yeah, Finney-Smith is definitely one of them. And I love that they're going to hold out for a huge compensation package if, uh, if, they, if they do end up moving him. Okay, now I don't mean to brag, guys. But I nailed both these games on Friday. You did, and you deserve credit for Luckily, that. I picked the, the Eagles. I picked the bird turds out of a hat, so I, I did get them in, in, in our G-Bag Survivor, and I will not have a payoff to do this week. But one of us not only has one but two payoffs. How are you doing over there, Brian? I'm doing great. <laughs> I really am. And uh, I'm excited about my first bet payoff for picking the Cowboys against the 49ers. Hell of a pick. I will be doing radio this Friday from 5.30 till 9.00. 5:30 a.m. till 9 p.m. So if you uh, if you're That's a fan a, if you're a fan tune in if you're not a fan of mine I'm sorry but I'll do the best I can to make you a fan how about that oh Definitely everybody loves Brian he's yeah. we're gonna yeah. have Looney Brian on air 
So, yeah, I got uh, 5.30 to uh, 5.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday. What's your plan? Heavy narcotics? Caffeine? No, you know what? I'm just, it's it's funny because I, I do listen to the individual shows. So, I'm just kind of looking forward to being a part of their shows. Hmm. You know, I, I think there's some really, really good sports uh, conversation, some fun things. I mean, I can't add, you know, anything with movies or anything like that. I can't, I'm not a pop culture guy. But maybe we'll have some answers about what's going on with this Cowboy searches for these coaches and stuff that I can can kind of like uh, offer a little bit of insight on. So I'm excited about what that. What team did you have this week? I had the 49ers. Yeah. And so, yeah, so likely at Radio Row, I'll probably have to do something that probably I didn't want to do. Yeah. But that's that's part of it. You know, that's the – listen, what do you, there were four names in a hat. I got to draw a second. Yeah. It wasn't like I got the last team. I You know, I was – I was drawn second, so uh, you know I drew the 49ers, and you know they they just once their quarterback went out. But the, the Eagles were Eagles were good yesterday, though too. You know, f- football is a, is a game of attrition. It's a war of attrition, and I think some fan bases, you know, like to live in denial of that fact. But injuries are obviously a very big part of the game. I just feel horrible that it had to happen to to Brock Purdy, right? As uh, they were getting set to knock off the Bird Turds, Woolchuck. What team did you have? Uh, I had the Chiefs. I drew the Chiefs. Um, and I was really for either one of those teams winning that game. I love Burrow, and I love Mahomes, and what a gutsy effort from Patrick Mahomes. My goodness. Yeah. He was sensational. So the Chiefs won. Chiefs defense, too, was exceptional. They were the rookies, yeah. man. Those yeah. rookies really played well. McDuffie was a, was a big addition for them, uh, but Eric ended up having the Bengals. Yeah. And so he's got a bet payoff he's got to do. Well, let me ask you this. You picked up an extra 20 bucks from Bassick, didn't you, in betting? Yeah, I did. Not good for you. I mean, yeah, I guess it's like... No, it's good. I mean, it heck, is, it, you know? It is good. He challenged you, and you, you, he you, did. Know, you stood in there. And so now I'm said, plus 40 on him. Yeah, there you go. What was the line in Chiefs-Bangles? It kept moving. I think it ended up being Chiefs favored by, by one. One, one and a right. half, one. So I won both against Bassick. I'm even. There you go. I evened up against Bassett. I owed him 80 bucks on Friday afternoon. Bad betting with Bassett wow. this week for him. Yeah. All righty. All righty. Well, uh, yeah, so uh, Chia followed me back before too long. You know, he's he's got family responsibilities on the other side of the Metroplex to tend to, but he'll be back uh, probably Wednesday. Party too hard this weekend, I think. And uh, and we'll get his bet payoff. Since he since he picked the Bengals, maybe maybe he should walk like an Egyptian. You know, <laughs> that would be fun. Here's Lucius Alexander with that G bag of the day. That was a bad joke as a lead in, sir. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was awful, fam. Jeez. Appreciate it. I just warmed up here on a Monday. Thank you, dog. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, uh. By the way, man, I want to bet with Bassick. I'm pretty sure there's more gains than like index funds. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Index funds, you get like 10%. Bassick, you get like 25%. Yeah. You're winning. Lucius, I almost called John one and I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. I got to check it because if it's, if it's going the right way, I might. Come in there and talk to you about it. All right. I got well, one for you. Holler at me about that later. I Have will. you guys seen that uh, conversation about the new man law that popped up over the weekend? New oh, man, man law. Man law. Yeah, man law. I love uh, a good man law talk, though. <laughs> we need open man card court or what? <laughs> yeah, nah, I see. Uh, you cannot turn on your heated seats in your car if you're a man. Because why do you want your butt hot? <laughs> why do you want hot cheeks? In this weather? I've oh, seen it really for two cold. days, bro. I've seen it on Saturday and Sunday. People were discussing this topic. I was like, well, oh, man, we're at the bottom. I'll tell you what, Lucius, I got the heated seats, and I don't know how to turn them on. Oh, sorry. Is that a man card violation? 
I don't even know how to do that. I didn't know that's how to turn them on. That's crusty. Yeah, that's yeah. just foam. No, I don't know how to. I'm like, no. where's where's oh, the, where's the remote for this, Sonny? Where's my grandson? <laughs> turn on this heat. I'll tell you what about those seats, though. They warm up faster they do. than the heater. Yeah. So yeah. if you want some dang relief, especially on a cold yeah. morning like this. All right, let me get into this. Uh, Uber Eats guy. Well, let's say the referee who ordered Uber Eats while he was refereeing the game. It was a college game. Listen to this. We'll let it go into the bench and. Loyola would take over 10 minutes before we get a stoppage. And we've got an official's timeout. And somebody came on the floor Whoa. on the far Excuse side <laughs> looking for an Uber Eats delivery or something there. He's carrying some McDonald's. Mop, guys. Oh, this has to be one of the <laughs> I'm actually not kidding. No, no, I, I this think, is the I truth. I think that's what's happening. This guy's in the corner. It looked like he – was he going to deliver the, the McDonald's to somebody on the court? Can we rule that out? He's no. Can we rule it out? They went underwater for this segment. Is that what that is? I'm trying to get confirmation. Uber Eats, yes. Maybe I'll put my hand up. I'm getting a little hungry. You can bring it over here. So we saw the stoppage. The, the man was Usher. Let's see if we can see this. No, this is going to be the Usher. turnover in the There he is. There, right there he is. Yeah, yay, yay. He's so this a, guy is actually, who's he delivering it to? The ref. The, the, the ref said later. Give it to me later. later. Not now. Philip Alston's done a lot. I didn't think he needed a Big Mac for sustenance in the middle of the game. I know, but I'm uh, well. The official out there, Tim, he he distanced him like I didn't say now. Now later. That's gotta be unbelievable. That's gotta be something that the highlight shows are gonna have a blast with. Oh, All right. Like like Rick Moranis or yeah. something. Like that. Was, uh, those are like scientists or yeah. something. Those aren't jobs. Are we using that clip for our reel to try and get better jobs? <laughs> That's awful. Just oh, asking. Okay. Just asking. They yeah. peaked. Are we like, yeah. oh, they I'm peaked. the guy that did the McDonald's hey, thing. I got some other broadcasters for you right here. How about Colorado Avalanche broadcasters? They had a hot mic situation. Uh-oh. Tell you about microphones. Uh, all, assume all guns are loaded and all mics are hot, okay? All right. Colorado Avalanche broadcasters, hot mic. They were talking about the seagulls. Dude, that seagull. Oh, my God. Ah, dirty bastard. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. Like, like the seagulls that live at the dump here in Colorado, like, where do they live? I mean, where's their house? Sorry, Jay. Yeah. Huh? Where's their house? Yeah, in a sec, I do. First, I want to know where the seagulls live. Huh. <laughs> they don't live in a nest. They have webbed feet. They have to live on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, that guy was pretty educated about uh, birds, I guess. And I went free. Yeah. Yeah, we're about to go to Radio Row next week, Woolchuck. And whenever you meet an, an East Coast or Florida talk show host, that's how they're going to sound. Oh, right there. I Every one wait. of them. You know, always ready to, f- to full on launch into a monologue about something random. Let's see here. What else I have for you boys? How about a bus driver that. Broke down the rules. You ever rode a bus before, like cross country or something for a long distance? Like a Greyhound kind like of thing? Like a real ass bus. Never done it. Yeah. Ah, uh, no. Just like, uh. Um, I had to think about it. You know, those out of town weekend buses, like three or four hours? Okay, that's, that's a bus okay. ride, bro. That's a yeah. bus ride. That's okay. a bus ride. Uh, bus driver breaks down the rules. Federal regulations prohibit you from smoking, vaping, and drinking on the bus and even take a little nip bottle. If I smell it and I see it, I have the right to put you off on the highway. I got like three phones. I can put you on Instagram, TikTok, World Star. I got all that. <laughs> so I just load up and laugh at you. Put a meme over your head. Next of all, if you want to see America's Got Talent, that comes on on Tuesdays and Thursdays. That means we don't want to hear you singing going down the road. We know you're happy and jolly and good and all that. 
but nobody want to hear nobody singing going down the road. So be relaxed and hum and tune to yourself. It's Sunday, sing a choir to yourself, whatever you want to do. But nobody want to hear. Now, if you a snorer, you got to go in compartment number three. I got to focus to get us there. If you snoring and I hear you, it distracts me. It throws me off. We end up on the side of a ditch and you have a nice sleep. We're not going to do that. Other than that, the temperature's going to set at a comfortable temperature. Oh, we got a movie playing today. It's a good one. It's called Are We There Yet? That means don't tap me. Are we there yet? I'm going to get you there on time as best as possible. It's Sunday traffic. It could be an accident. It could be anything. I'm going to get you there. We all good? Temperature set right? All right, we about to rock and roll. 100% the bus driver's got to be from Brooklyn or Bronx. Okay. Brooklyn yeah. or Bronx. That's Not my, Queens? That's my guesses. Yeah, it might be a little Queens. In really? There, but it, Queens would have said a little bit more sauce. They got okay. a little bit more flair. Wow. He was just right to the point. <laughs> yeah. I need that guy uh, as as the, uh, the the head uh, flight attendant on all my flights. Yeah, a lot of good detail. You know, sounds like he'll really keep yeah. people squared away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, I got one more for you. Well, I got a few more, but I'll get to this one. Okay. Draft booty. What is draft booty? We'll find out. Listen. Second thing, so if you love fields, do you trade down to help your draft booty and, you know, take more picks? Or number three, do you think what? the Georgia quarterback is so great? I used the wrong word. <laughs> I, the Georgia quarterback is happened. so great. I used uh, – look at him laugh again. What happened? Can I finish the no. interview? Can I finish the question? <laughs> well, you know, capital, draft, all the stuff you get with the draft and everything else, assets, picks. Like Why you I used them all. I don't know. I, it came to me. Stupid. Anyway, now. Anyway. <laughs> I Mad Dog it. entertained me for the first time ever. Uh, that was the first time booty. I've enjoyed a Mad Dog clip. Not laughing at him. I'm laughing with him, actually. <laughs> sense. Wow. That was a great clip. Draft booty. Yeah, I guess. You know, you do want a good athletic, you know, uh, glute area. You do. Yep. Yep. You do. Okay, is it the ref who ordered Uber Eats while refing a college game? Two-time champ. Colorado Avs broadcaster's got a hot mic talking about seagulls. Bus driver breaking down the rules. Draft booty with Mad Dog Russo. That gets my vote, Lucius. How about you? Oh, yeah. Shoot. The Colorado Avalanche, guys. Holy. Went with the jiggle jiggle of the draft booty. Two to one, Bronis. I'm going to go with the bus driver. Maya score a two to one. Toe one. And you're new. G-Bag Today champion. It's Chris Mad Dog Russo talking about that draft booty that you want to accrue. Register for your chance to win a slot to play in Fan Bowl 2023. Inside Texas Live coming up Saturday afternoon. The fun will start at 3 o'clock. Go to 105thefan.com slash contest. Uh, or no, hit the hit the contest tab once you get to the site. Krusty's Corner's coming up next. And where are we going with that, sir? Yeah, when a fan base blames a guy for a loss. We'll talk about that next. Welcome back. It is the G-Bag Nation here on 105.3 The Fan. This segment is brought to you by my friends at Window Nation. Go to windownation.com slash home show. It's time now for Krusty's Corner. Here's the king of the Krusty's himself, Broadus. Thank you very much, General. Appreciate that. You guys thinking, by the way, that you think McCarthy, since he's, because I'm, I'm really trying to run down who some of these other names might be if they go outside for an offensive coordinator. I'm just not hearing anybody. I wonder if it's just, I wonder if it's going to be Mike calling the plays, but, you know, there's people in the organization saying that, that you know, I, I know I tweeted out about, you know, about Schottenheimer, you know, maybe being the OC in title and then Mike calling the plays. But I've had people say, I don't, don't necessarily think that's going to be the case. Hmm. So. Well, they're, they're shooting down the Schottenheimer idea. 
that's well, that's yeah, interesting. It's 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 they're shooting it down in a way that they they, they he probably won't be the OC. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, I mean now the name like the Ben McAdoo name. Oh, you know, and I called a couple of guys in the league I know really well. I'm like, listen, you hear anything about Ben McAdoo? This one guy's really close to Ben McAdoo. He said, I'll let you know. You know, Ben's going to get this gig. But, I mean, it, Mike's going to need, if he's going to play call, he's going to have to have some, I just don't see him as the head coach going in there and having to install the offense, put together all the playbooks, you know, get the teaching clips together, you know, all that stuff that you would do as an offensive coordinator. You know, yeah, he's, he, not, that's he, the, he's not going to do that. That's busy work. That's what, I, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I mean, to me, I just, you know, because you look at what goes on in Kansas City, you know, you know, that's Eric Bieniemy. those coaches, they all set up the, you know, they set it up. Sure. And then Andy takes the play call sheet and he starts calling plays. And Eric Bieniemy sends them in. People say, well, you see Eric Bieniemy sending stuff in. It's really Andy's telling him what to do. There. Well, let me ask you this. As far as the lack of buzz right now, don't you think it makes sense that they would have waited until today to do the interviews? And as the interviews wrap up throughout this afternoon and evening, agents are going to hear sources will be I, I hope. I, I yeah, hope we'll probably know yeah, t- tomorrow morning. Yeah, I hope as the show goes along, some of these guys get back. Yeah. But to me, it, it appeared that Kellen Moore had probably interviewed for the Chargers job before he got let out. Wow. <laughs> yeah. How quickly, you know, how quickly he got that. Tampa and Chargers were in there immediately. And then what happens? Immediately. Now, Kellen's got a year left on a deal, too. So the Cowboys are going to have to pay him for you know another year, but the you know that that just how quickly that Charger deal came together, that seems to me that maybe there was some. Hey, listen, man, if you don't get the head coaching job at Carolina, and there's a chance you get let out, we'd love to have you here in Los Angeles. Yeah, that deal came together way fast. Might have been like Friday night. Yeah, hey, we give you permission. Yeah. You maybe there's maybe there's a little something okay. to that to that mutually agreeing to part ways. Yeah, you know, we'll I, I, we'll let you interview for these gigs before we make a decision on you, and if mm-hmm. you, if you just take it, then that absolves us of the five million bucks or whatever we got to give you. Let me ask you say something real quick. No, I think you're right about that. Let me ask you something. There, do you kind of feel like that now? The scrutiny. Are you going to be more understanding of Mike McCarthy as the uh, as the head coach OC, or are you going to be like? Even harsher when things are are you are you gonna are you gonna compare it to what you saw with Kellen Moore? Or yeah, how you gonna, I, absolutely. How you gonna I think the responsibility as a play caller is magnified very significantly, and I think it's gonna bring out the best in Mike. Like when I'm looking at him in the sidelines, I I saw a disengaged guy, and if you have no active role other than suggesting things from time to time, I think it's hard to be your best for a lot of guys. You know, some guys are great in that total you know, just CEO type of managing the sideline, managing. But I, I never thought that Mike McCarthy looked engaged. I don't, I don't think he's one of those guys that can be at his best as a walk-around guy. And to, put, to specifically ask your answer your question, absolutely, there's, there's more expectation and more blame if the play calling isn't dialed. Right, and, and naturally you'll be comparing it to Kellen. There's no question. And it'll be fascinating because the last two years you saw of Mike calling the plays in Green Bay, it didn't go well. But prior to that... I think it was once he put in, that thing on autopilot in the ten years. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. prior to that, I mean, he he had he was top ten in points in yards every year he had been doing it since two thousand and six. Yeah, so he has a track record minus the end there, where maybe he had kind of mentally checked out at Green Bay. But to me, this is this is it. This is go ahead and prove your worth, right? Because this team, I think, is 
kind of figuring out, is Mike the guy or are we going to move on to Dan Quinn or somebody else? Are, after we, gonna, this are year? we really going to learn it's the quarterback and not the play caller? Yeah, I think that's I think that's uh, this is all setting up for the ultimate education here for the Cowboys. You know, and I, and I, I, I think the quarterback's good enough. I, 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 I think the quarterback's good, too. Yeah. The thing about it is I wonder if they're all because you know, nobody over there is going to tell Jerry Jones that the quarterback's the problem. Because, you know, how many years do they tell you that that Jason Witten still could play? Yeah. You know, I mean, that, well, nobody, you can... nobody's going to nobody's going to go up there and say, hey, listen, I, I know, you know, we've we've had Jason Garrett. We've had Scott Linehan. We've had now Kellen Moore, you know, you know, think Jerry kind of wonders maybe after what he's seen. I, I think, think Jerry kind of has I just, that I'm, suspicion. I'm, I'm just telling you, man, the way that these coaches have been let go and it, how it's been some of Jerry's guys and some of McCarthy's guys. I think that, I think Mike McCarthy just says, well, he said, well, damn it, I'm going to call plays then. I really do. I think he's like, okay, you don't think I could do this? Okay, I'm going to call plays. I'm going to call plays here. I think I'm going to try. I'm going to do this. Because it just seems so, it's so fascinating to me that Joe Philbin, his best friend, gets let out. Then Jerry Jones loses a Leon Lett and loses a Skip Pete and loses a George Edwards. You know, where you're just, I keep saying the, you know, the prisoner for prisoner kind of thing, but it's just, it's, that's the way it's going right now. And I just wonder if there's Mike McCarthy's like, okay, you you don't think I could call, I'm you know, you like Kellen Moore? Okay. I'm going to call a play. No, I love I, it. I also think there's a good chance that he knows better than anybody else that you could get yeah. on what's going to make Dak good. Yeah. And having to like fight through another layer of the offensive coordinator to get the plays called they're going to compliment Dak the best. I think it was probably frustrating for him. And now I think he and Dan Quinn are going to be more capable of crafting a game plan that nobody can interfere with to truly play complimentary football. Yeah, because you can kind of let Dan DQ, he's got the reins of that side of the ball. You feel good about it. He's yeah. essentially like a co-head coach over there. Mm-hmm. And you can sit back and say, this is my offense. We're doing it my way. All the pressure's on me. It is sink or swim now. There's nobody else to blame. There is no scapegoat. It is Mike McCarthy or bust. And if this doesn't work, then I think you now have the opportunity to move on from the head coach and possibly the quarterback, and you can feel fine about it because you exhausted your resources. Yeah, I I would say before you've exhausted them, like we can talk coach, we can talk quarterback, but you know if I'm in Jerry Jones' office right now, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. Yeah, and saying we need to get Dak some real protection so he can sit back there like he did his rookie year. That Dak was very comfortable. He played with a lot of swagger and rhythm and confidence, and would drop really high level passes between levels because he had the time to line that thing up. Yeah. You know, when you get him in the chaos and, oh, I'm handling this and I don't know where everybody is, that's when the turnovers happen. You're not going to get that level of execution from Dak until you give him that level of protection from his rookie year. That was, you know, Ron Leary and Doug Free, yeah. Travis Frederick in his prime, Zach Martin and Tyron Smith in their primes. Yep. So it's impossible to get there, but you got to get closer. We all agree that Kyle Shanahan's a pretty damn good coach, right? Good coach, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We like Kyle Shanahan, right? We top like three, that. top three, top four guy. I tell you, I, I I like what you're saying there. Well, 49er fans are not too happy with him right now. They're blaming him for the loss in that game yesterday, and not just because of the missed challenge, but they've they they they've, they've taken to Twitter for some pretty harsh 
comments. This guy named Evan Scales tweeted, Star quarterbacks matter. Kyle Shanahan wants to be the smartest guy in the room, and that's why the 49ers won't get over the hump. Oh, so settling for Garoppolo and Purdy? Yeah. Well, he tried to get a star quarterback, and he, he couldn't get one, so he's putting you in conference championship games yeah. with jobbers. <laughs> How about this one? Man, these Niner fans are irrational. Here we go. It gets better. Kyle Shanahan is just Jason Garrett with a famous dad. That's from Anthony Nash. <laughs> oh, Niners fans, irrational tears are the best. Yeah. Support the hell out of yeah. this. Oh, I mean, this is like chicken soup for your Cowboys soul right now, isn't it? Yeah, and a week ago, they were flexing. This man. is from a gentleman named James uh, Tillman. This is life with Kyle Shanahan. He may get lucky and lead a team to one title or two over the course of hopefully Three a years. long career. <laughs> But Shanahan's play calling doesn't really work in the postseason. Oh, what was he supposed to do yesterday? I mean, they were an injury away. If if Brock Purdy couldn't have gone out there and handed the football off, they yeah. were going to have to play Juszczyk and McCaffrey at, at quarterback. Yeah. Guy named Lee. Lee's perspective is what they say. Kyle Shanahan's major gaffe, not challenging the obvious incomplete pass. He talked about it post game. He said they didn't get a very good angle. You know, they didn't get a good enough angle for him. He said he thought about doing it, just thought about challenging it. But he said he did. He did. What's final score again? Yeah, it was 31-7, to 7, I believe. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, one challenge, yeah. One challenge, yeah. Uh, and how about this guy, MJ, I have the Tiger. I said this before, I'll say it again. The 49ers will never win a Super Bowl with Kyle Shanahan as his head coach. And you were so sure Purdy would lead the 49ers at the Super Bowl, too. Kind of laughing emoji face yeah, things after that. I wasn't saying that a week ago. You know, these these sound like dug-in sports guys who, like, four years ago were like, no, why are you hiring Shanahan? He lost to Brady with a 28-3 lead, and they've just, they've never relented in the in the face of, of mountains of evidence that maybe you should appreciate Kyle Shanahan as a coach. It's kind of their bit to doubt the guy. So today's their day. Yeah, I think so. It, it's, it, it's a shame that, man, like last week, you couldn't say enough great things about the man in this week. It's really a week-to-week job. It really, oh, it certainly NFL, is. It certainly is a week. Well, it is certainly sad to watch the 49ers have to go out like that. Perhaps the uh, the injury karma baton passed to them uh, through <laughs> the leg of, of Tony Pollard. And um, injuries. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, they're an unfortunate part of football, you know. And it's you know, a for, tough game. It is. You know, people get hurt, uh, and luckily everybody survived. Yep. And and Very true. the injuries appear to be long term. Uh, but they absolutely lost because of injury of uh, injuries impacted them. Yep, uh, and they absolutely got there because of injuries. I mean, we put Terrence Steele and Tony Pollard in that game, so you yep. kind of live by the sword, die by the sword. That's the name of the game. Cowboys uh, news of the day coming up next. Well, Chuck, what kind of storylines are we going to be talking? Well, we were talking offensive coordinator candidates. I got some names oh. the Cowboys might be considering, and let's do a little. Would you rather next on the fan? We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 